Hello and welcome to another episode of the Atomic Geekdom Podcast colon Geek Out episode number something. I don't have in front of me, so I don't know what the number is, but it's in You didn't the- tell me colons were involved in this. Oh. That sounds not Well, as as your your network connection is failing, I'm gonna keep talking. Uh this is a Geek Out episode, as we usually do on Thursdays. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight to talk about all that happened in Geek Newsery and to have some more fun, wacky hijinks will be in ensuing at some point or another, is uh, Tom is here. And maybe some shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. Yes, there will be shenanigans. Guaranteed, everyone. That's our that's our Tom Geekdom guarantee. It's right on the box shenanigans inside money back because you don't spend money so it doesn't hurt perfect exactly also with us tonight from just two pals is johnny hi everyone said everyone that's listening said hello back i just had to pause there so they could do that oh it's real nice thanks Phil. <laughs> thanks thanks everyone so, and, such, and unlike such... matt i love the colon part <laughs> of atomic kingdom geek out so. all right okay and the man that's against colons Matt from the Two Broke Geeks podcast. I'm not against colons. I just wanted everybody to be happy and healthy and safe. And I didn't know that, you know, hopefully I'm still here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can hear you. <laughs> All right, good. All right. So let's uh, let's jump into the geek news because there's so much to talk about and speculate. But casting news, we can fly through this pretty quick because there's nothing to speculate there. Uh, the Walking Dead's Chad Coleman. I met him at C2E2 two years ago. Awesome dude. He will be uh, he's been cast for the season for the fifth season of Arrow to play the villain role of Tobias Church, which is described as an imposing gangster looking to unite the various criminal enterprises in Star City under his own singular command, a.k.a. Black Mask. So does that mean Colony on Sci-Fi was canceled? Uh, was it Colony that he was on? No, he was on Walking Dead and Wire, as far as I remember. No, he was on a show on Sci-Fi, too. Colony was on USA. Or, no, not Colony, then. It's a show on Sci-Fi where it's like a mining thing out in space. And he was like uh, head of a, a resistance group. Let's assume, I, can't, I can't remember the name of it. Let's assume yes. <laughs> I'm going to guess, yeah. Uh, the Expanse. I mean, it's a, it's a sci Expanse, yeah. So I'm going to guess it's a sci-fi show. It doesn't last more than one season. So. Uh, second season is set to air early 2017. Maybe his, well, spoilers, maybe he just ruined it that his character died or something. No, no not as the, at the end of the season, he was still around. So. Well, it looks like, according to the cast, he's just recurring on that show. So he, yeah. he has time to do both. And perhaps okay. he, he's not the main villain of Arrow. We don't know that. So is is he confirmed as Black Mask? No, or he's but that's, just a Black Mask type character. That's what the description led me to believe is that he's a Black Mask like character. And with Arrow's history of stealing Batman stories, I just kind of went there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a good. Actor. Why? It seems like a bad move. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe they're gonna since we've gone into politics, they're gonna start the mob up again. I have no idea. Well, I had read a few weeks ago that they were looking to cast an African-American actor in the role of a drug lord kingpin, and I guess this is what it's going to be. Sounds like it, yeah. Uh, He's actually going to make his debut in the season premiere, so uh, he's a recurring character, and we'll we'll, uh, eventually see more. Staying on that arrow tip, get it? see what I did there? Ah. Nice. Well played, well played, sir. Well played. Yeah, I'm good like that. Madison McLaughlin. I think that's how you pronounce your name. I apologize, Madison, if it is not. 
We, she was previously seen on this last season of Arrow as Evelyn Sharp, a.k.a. the Black Canary imposter. Uh, oh, yeah. She does a cool little role. I didn't mind it. She was all right. Um, and she's going to evolve into the vigilante <clears throat> Artemis character for this upcoming season, which I'm all for. I like Artemis on Young Justice. So let's uh, let's ruin some more beloved characters that I enjoy. Yeah, this is all too little too late. <laughs> that was my tweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, too little too late. Yeah, we'll, we'll see it because I'll, I'll be watching. I know Johnny will be too. Oh, you guys I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, no. Tom, Tom will. Yeah. Yes, I will, and I'm excited. I don't. I'm not a doomsayer that thinks this thing's over. I think they can still save it. Yeah, you're crazy. Plenty, of, plenty of room. Plenty of room. Yeah. All right, on to a better show. Supergirl season two has cast Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, to be oh. the president of the United States in a recurring role in season two. Cool. <laughs> I think it's a good. I think it's a good call. Yeah, cool. I'm cool with it. Is is anyone else not surprised that they no. that they made the president a woman? Absolutely not, because it's a Supergirl show. <laughs> yeah, right. no, no, yeah, whatever. I'm, I, I mean, I'm okay with the woman president. It's just to me, it's a little eye rolling now. Like, oh, of course. It's, I uh, mean, they have a theme and they they have a trend that they right. need to. It's pretty on the nose. Mm. Well, it's a total girl power show. So right, you that's, know, that's why we're saying it's it's yeah. Just, an obvious call. Well, yeah. And she's still hot to this day, so. Sure. Uh, she will first appear in the third episode of this season, so look for her uh, sometime in mid to end of October, because we did to get the list of when the shows are coming back, and Supergirl premieres October 10th. On so was she, was she yeah. have an invisible Air Force One? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. You guys laughed Thank at you. that? Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> really? That's clever, buddy. Oh, no. Thank you. That's clever. Oh, awful. Do we know if she's, like, recurring, or is it just yes, a cameo? she's recurring. So if Cat Grant doesn't come back, could she be taking the place of that kind of female mentor could be. role for I, Supergirl? It sounds like Supergirl's going to be more national, at least, in this season, instead of just sticking to National City. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I mean, for that, I mean, with Superman being there, being involved, that makes, that makes <laughs> sense. Right. I'd like to see a story where Superman disappears. I'd like to see Superman be in the first one or two episodes and then by the by the end say, hey, I've got some business to do in space. I'm going to yeah. trust Earth's right. safety to you while I'm gone what and if, then get him out of the picture. You know, you know what? I, here's what I say. What if they made him the crime syndicate Superman? Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Just a little theory. You guys can have that over at the CW if you want to use it. Since that technically would not be using Superman on the show, since everybody's kind of wondering how they're going to manage this, since DC is all against using their main characters on TV shows that are going to be in cinema. Uh, they'll be fine. Stop it. They'll be Stop fine. ruining my dream. <laughs> Good old Ultraman. I'd like to see that. I'd like right. to see the crime syndicate for all the... All the other characters. Oh, that would be fantastic. I mean, they've kind of started doing things like that on Flash with Earth 2, so... They have, they have. They've teased well, Earth 3. Yeah, so. they've teased Earth 3, so there's a chance you could see it. Yeah, so maybe... Oh, hey, maybe we're thinking ahead here. Maybe this is how we're tying the universes together for their version of Flashpoint. Oh, and uh, Green Arrow's doppelganger from the crime syndicate world is a dead horse in a Green Arrow outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. For those of you who a, did not know it's that. It's just a board in a green arrow mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, uh, we're going to move on. Oh, yeah, and that's news, too. 
Grant Gustin uh, went on to Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram mm-hmm. and announced that mm-hmm. episode one of The Flash season three will be called Matt Flashpoint. Yeah, and nice. Yes. By the way, Johnny, thanks a lot. Now I have the Bad Horse theme song stuck <laughs> in my head. That's a good song to have in your head. Bad hey, horse, you're welcome. Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse. He rides across the nation, the thoroughbred of sin. He got the application that you just sent in. He needs evaluation, so let the games begin. A heinous crime, a show of force, a murder would be nice, of course. Bad horse, bad horse, bad horse. He's bad. Sorry, I'm not going to keep going. Nope, that's perfect. Yeah, no, that was great, buddy. <laughs> I like you, You've kept the streak alive. We've had singing the last three weeks now. Ray. Uh, and then Grant would go on to, to say, and in the next tweet after Flashpoint being the episode title, he said, we're definitely doing this Flashpoint thing our own way. I've read Flashpoint. I've seen the amazing animated film. This will be its own thing. So he did qualify it with, you know, obviously we're not going to have Wonder Woman and Aquaman destroying the world together. Uh, yeah, yeah they, no, I was actually watching that animated film the other day, and yeah, there's a lot of things they just would have to do differently based on kind of what the show is and kind of the characters that are actually in Flashpoint. Let so. me ask, we're going to probably cover this more as we wait for the season, or the season to start, because we're going to get, you know, as things start, I mean, production begins like mid to end July, so yeah. we're, we're going to get more of these casting news and set reports and crap like that. But what uh, specifically right now do you hope they do with their version of Flashpoint that might be similar or right on with the movie or the, the, the comic book? Anybody? Um, I've got a couple. Uh, obviously, Barry's mom's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, would make sense. Him not having his powers and needing to get them back, although they'd, yep. have, to, they'd have to really find a way to make it not the same mm-hmm. as um, in this last season when he lost his powers. Yeah, right. Um, it'd have to be something epic. Eh, boy, I'd kind of not like to see another Barry loses his powers storyline. Like, yeah, that's that's really gonna feel like retreaded territory. I think, yeah. I mean, I hear you, and and I think if they do it kind of very cliche, you know, or they follow a formula, it would bother me. Yeah. But I think if they if they did it like, I think if they did it like in the comics, it it, it wouldn't bother me. I'd be okay with it. Okay. Anybody else? Well, I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm, they're going to bring I'm, back Eobard Thawne, which is going to make me really excited. <laughs> the, the actual Eobard Thawne, not well yeah, the one that Eobard Thawne. Yeah, the one that yeah. showed up this season. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. Get more of him. Be awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm, I with agree. I'm with Matt. I, I'm kind of tired of the Barry loses his powers, and now we got to look at Barry be normal thing, because he's not fun at, at normal. Well, I think if they did it again in this way where he doesn't have his powers, you would have a more – because he just was like kind of mopey, you know? Yeah. I think this, yeah. One, this one would be Hero Barry where he's like, let's do it no matter what. I don't care if I have my powers. We need to – whatever. You know, I think it would be a different twist. But again, yeah, you're right. They're retreading a, sto- a storyline they've done before kind of like the imposter character like they've done twice now in two different ways. But still they've done it twice. Yeah. I think there's a way to do it too where like – you know, his his dad's alive and his mom's alive and he doesn't have his powers, but he's like, you know, he thinks worth it. You know, this is definitely worth it to have them back and me not be the Flash. It's totally okay. And then and then maybe, the world because, goes to chaos. Well, and then he maybe, but yeah. do, I was going to say, do you think he's going to think it's worth it? Because if if uh, they do it the way I'm thinking, then he will not be the Flash and nothing will be okay. And he'll be like, 
you know, well, I'm like saying right off the bat. Like, okay. Like, like, just, like he just wakes from up. Jump. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, my hope is it'll open exactly the same way that the book did, which is he just wakes up at his mm-hmm. desk and uh, and he starts running down. Like, I think he tries to use his powers and then he he can't. And as he's trying to figure out why his mom shows up and he gets all crying and but the biggest Get a little citizen cold in there. Right. The difference oh, is, yeah. didn't he just keep running after he'd saved his mom? Like he would never stopped. Um, and this one, um, this one, he kind of I mean, stopped. He stops. Oh, the set. I see. I don't think we ever really saw it. Yeah. I, I, think, I guess I'm thinking more of the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the I don't think in either one. Yeah, I don't think either one showed like what he actually did after he saved his mom. Right. It was we're just, just the thrust, day. We're just thrust back into the present time, and we're like, yeah. oh, okay. Like page one, it's a normal day. Barry's doing mm-hmm. his thing. Page two, or obviously lamenting the fact that he doesn't have a mom. And then the next page, boom, he wakes up at his desk. Right. And then we don't find out until the end of Flashpoint that it all started because he okay. went back and saved his mom. Right, right. We're led to believe Zoom did it, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I want to see Grifter, to be honest. I would love to see Grifter on a show. Mm. Even just as Good a, point. A, a, Good one, point. a one episode, one off deal. He doesn't have to have his, his meta powers or whatever. Just, just a dude with that cool mask and mm-hmm. some guns and just a couple scenes and then that's it. You know, I don't care if they bring him back or not. I just want it once. Um, At least he'd have a better mask on than Diggle. <laughs> True yeah. story. What about, what about, ooh, a female Joker? That would be cool too. Be pretty cool. I don't, I, I don't think, D, I don't Yeah, think, we will yeah, we, we won't have Joker <laughs> or Batman. No, no Thomas Wayne. <laughs> I, well, I knew that I wasn't going to go there. Yeah. How cool would that be, man? How cool would it be to have that Thomas Wayne as Batman? That it would, would be, but it also bring, wouldn't make any sense in the no, show. No, it would like, It definitely wouldn't. No, like, yeah, it would be cool to see Thomas Wayne Batman, but all of a sudden, it wouldn't have the same effect that it's supposed to have, you know? You could bring in Daddy Winchester back to the CW to play Thomas like he did in Batman and Superman. I'm just riffing now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they bring some people over from Gotham. Oh, bite your tongue. Uh, no, all right, no. moving on, moving on. <laughs> Uh, okay, so there's a big bus that's going, or train, I'm sorry, a little Metro deal that's going to be at Comic-Con with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, logo on it, you know, advertising Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being at San Diego Comic-Con, and it's teasing something with a fiery chain wrapping around the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo and the chain going all the way along the train car. Do any of you actually think they're going to bring Ghost Rider onto Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, not a chance. What about never seen Agents of Shield? But based on what I know about it, no. What about the actual Secret Warriors character named Hellfire, who has a Hellfire chain? The well, he one, was there was a one in this season. That's yeah, the I'm one saying. in Human. That's what he did. Right. The, the, chance, the, chances, the chances of that happening are way more likely than Ghost Rider being. It doesn't make any sense for Ghost Rider to be on Agents of Shield. It's really messed up for them to do that, too. I mean, you know somebody, after they painted the bus, was like, you know, everyone's going to think this is Ghost Rider, right? And someone <laughs> someone else was like, eh, who cares? They'll watch the show then. Right, yeah, right. but it, but it's a uh, actually a good ploy to get everybody talking. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, we debunked that in seconds. It's trickery. Well, but not everybody 
knows what's going on. They just watch the show to watch the show. Well, then they're going to be super disappointed to tune right. in and watch yes. Ghost Rider. <laughs> Intensely. Yes. They're going to be super disappointed to tune in and watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I oh, I'm not going that far. I enjoy, I enjoy that show. All right. Let's go back to uh, – let's stay. we're going to stay in CW. We're going to skip off of uh, Marvel back to the CW because I did forget one casting bit. Uh, they've recast Vixen on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, she's going to play the grandmother of the original vixen that we've seen already, because she's going. It's going to be a previous time deal thing. Uh, so she's going to play. Uh, I don't have the character, but she's the grandmother of Mari McCabe. Is all I see here. Uh huh. So that's my Maze Richardson Sellers, who was in briefly in Star Wars: The Force Awakens as I don't know. I don't know. Uh, she's going to play Amaya Jiwi. Jiwi. She's going to have the same powers, obviously, and going to be under the Vixen mantle. So that's a cool way of doing it. Mm-hmm. So maybe, perhaps, uh, the previous Megan Megalyn <laughs> Ichikun Woki. Uh, her last name, I'm sorry, is long and difficult. Uh, I think she, she goes by E.K. E.K., perfect. Uh, Megalyn, <laughs> we'll just say uh, maybe her schedule doesn't work, so she can't do it, and they'll bring her back in the future because she's still doing the voice in the second season of the little. Well, it seems like this is a you know they're going in the past, so you got to reference it. Maybe she'll come back at a right. later date. It's a so. workaround. Yeah, yeah, I got no problem with it. I like it. I, I mean, it's an introdu- introduction on that show to the character's origin. So right, and then it's probably a character that uh, <laughs> the Adam's going to fall in love with. Because that's, that's what he does, apparently. That's oh, he, he can't get enough of it. <laughs> just Wait, she's good looking, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's got a, a real, what's her name from Star Trek in... Uh, um uh, What's her name? Zoe, Zoe Saldana? Saldana, yeah. She's got a kind of look of that, like like her. Mm. In the picture I'm looking at, at least. Anyway, mm. all right. Mm. Let's move on to some movies. Um, Power Rangers... Poster was released, kind of cool. The motto or the the tag is "Together We Are More," and there's yep. four of them are standing on a hatchback with the Red Ranger standing next to it. We learned it was the Red Ranger because uh, Elizabeth Banks said that's the Red Ranger <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but we also found out who's going to play Zordon in the Power Rangers movie. Uh, <laughs> it's Brian Cranston. Yeah. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> I just... I mean, it's a paycheck part, but still. <laughs> what a name to get to play the floating, right? head, the floating uh-huh. digital head of Zordon. You know what? It's a bad. It's a paycheck part, but it's going to be a fat paycheck part. I know. It's awesome. People are going to people are going to flock to the theaters to see this because it's the power edge. There's so many generations that are going to come together to watch this show. Not even just that. Think of the people that flocked to see Godzilla and were so angry how how little he was in that movie. Exactly, it's true. It's true. I, w- I wonder if they'll take that into consideration. Yeah, like, we're gonna have sure that he's got we're gonna have a whole yeah. yeah we're gonna have a whole Zordon backstory. <laughs> that was right at the height of Brian Cranston Breaking Bad mania, though. I mean, it was right after the series ended. Yeah, yeah. so. I mean, people, even if he wasn't in it a lot, I don't know if people would be upset. But, yeah, people are still going to be like, oh, yeah, Brian Cranston in this movie. There must be something to it. Yeah. The poster gives me, like, a real, like, chronicle-type feel or, you know, like, the the young people superpowers type. Like, it's got – I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I have 
I feel what you're saying. Yeah, I, I it's kind of the same vibe I got. It's uh, it's gonna. Be, I, I think it's gonna be good, you guys. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I I'm yeah, I'm good. I'm being optimistic about this. Not not, not the biggest. Like I, I enjoyed Power Rangers because I was right before I got too old for that stuff, and then I got right. too old for it. So, uh, but this this movie isn't ruining my childhood like some people probably think it's going to i did enjoy that youtube thing that the fan fiction oh that was amazing with james vanderbeek yes uh, i enjoyed that a great deal but that's for the adults because that was oh. exceedingly violent and awesome. i would have i would have paid money for that one that well right that movie would never get made i'm sorry yeah the, no. yeah, the problem is you can't market that movie no. Yeah. Um, I've always said, though, like the thing with Power Rangers is as bad as the TV show is, and it is really bad, and it's hard. It's got a really good concept. It's mm-hmm. superheroes versus kaiju. The problem with this movie is going to be I'm just looking at it. There have been one, two, three, four, five, six writers on this movie. Ooh. That's never a good sign. Yeah. Uh, written by. John Gatons from Kong, Skull Island, and Real Steel. Uh, Burke Sharpless and Matt Sazama from Dracula <clears throat> Untold. Zach Stenz and Ashley Miller from First Class, uh, X-Men First Class, and Thor. And, uh, speaking of Chronicle, Max Landis. Max, Max Landis, Landis is involved in this? Yeah, I was going to say, Max Landis is a name that sticks out. Well, I guess I, I wonder how many of these wrote a treatment for this movie like 12 years ago, and they're right, kind of getting, going off that script a little bit. Getting credit for it uh, yeah. type, type of deal. Let me look Max up. Landis involved, and then the, the guy who you said wrote um, some, the first one he said, Something in Real Steel. What was the other one? Uh, Kong Skull Island. Con- okay, well, we haven't seen that one. I actually really enjoyed Real Steel. and I'm, I can, That's I can the... That's, that's like the robot fighting thing, right? That's Rock yeah. and Sockham Robots. Yeah, yeah. Rock and Sockham Robot movie. It had like a lot of heart to it. Like it wasn't just about the robots fighting. There was a, a, a cohesive story. And that was that uh, I enjoyed. Who was the main character in that? The, the Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Was it Hugh, Hugh Jackman? Jack- yeah. Yeah, it was Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, there could be five or six or seven movies in the, the Z- Sabin's Power Rangers franchise. Yes. Uh, I'm, I, you know, oh, I'm really excited. I hope I hope we get a teaser of Tommy at the end of the movie. Oh uh, no. Immediately. If that happens, I'll 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 as as wrestling fans say, I'll mark out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Jason David Frank returns as Tommy. I'll How great would that be, further. man? Did you know isn't, he, isn't he in jail? No, no, he goes he's to like every single con on the planet. Huge, yeah, he's a oh. huge con guy, he's a big MMA guy. He's yeah. a real good yeah, but I thought dude, he was in jail. He's like a no, yeah. dude's he like a hardcore. Do yeah, he's like a hardcore Christian. Yeah, he's like super straight edge and shit. So. Uh, I, did you know I, he's one of those guys who I think sticks with the Power Rangers franchise, not because he makes the money, but because I think he genuinely enjoys doing it and he sure. really loves the fans. Here's he was in like ten seasons or yeah. something. So. Yeah. Uh, just so you're aware, Brian Cranston has previous Power Ranger experience. Ooh. Oh, that's right. He did two episodes, and he was the voices of Twin Man and Snizzard or Snizard <laughs> back in 1993. <laughs> I remember I saw a YouTube video on that several years ago. There you go. Go YouTube it. But uh, that, I don't know how much that means because if you look at his filmography on television, he has been in everything, including the 91 Flash series. Was he? He played nice. Philip Mark Moses in the episode Be My Baby. Huh. Look it up. I'll just always remember him from Seinfeld. Like, that's my go-to Brian Cranston role. Seriously. Mine is is King of Queens. Seriously, listen to this list. I'm going to start with Baywatch. 
The Flash, L.A. Law, uh, Power Rangers, Walker, Texas Ranger, Seinfeld, Touched by an Angel, uh, kind of skip a few here, Diagnosis Murder, Babylon 5, Sabrina Teenage wow. Witch, uh, we're not done yet, VIP, The X-Files, Chicago Hope, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show, Third Rock from the Sun, The Pretender, King of Queens, Clerks, The Animated Series, Malcolm in the Middle, and then obviously he got famous. Wow. <laughs> he did a bunch of episodes on How I Met Your Mother, which are fantastic. Yep. I uh, I really liked it when he voiced um, Doctor Jewish on on Family Guy, and um, then he voiced another doctor on the Cleveland Show, Doctor Fist on the Cleveland Show. He was Commander Tony Drake on Archer. I like that character too. <laughs> yeah. Two episodes of Archer. All right, let's move on. Power Rangers. Wait, Johnny, Johnny, got to give you much love for the Real Steel reference. I I'm with you. I that movie doesn't suck, and it does have a lot of heart to it. Mm. Okay. That's in Tom's doesn't suck category. Exactly. <laughs> All right. But next, I'm with it. When he, when he said it's got a lot of heart, that's the first thing I thought of, too, when All I right. watched it. All right, we got to move on. Uh, Justice League movie details. Justice League's coming oh, out. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, if you don't want spoilers, because there are set details from the filming, people have seen, press has got invited to see some scenes from this movie. Uh, if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead, you know, maybe 10 minutes. Um,. Okay, so it's no longer being called Justice League Part 1. It's just Justice League, and mm-hmm. there'll be a sequel. Uh, the film's basic plot surrounds the formation of the, the group, a wholly unique storyline for a superhero movie, while also seeing them pursue three mother boxes on Earth. These mother boxes will also be just sitting on our planet waiting for the film's main villain, Steppenwolf, which you can see in the deleted scene on the Batman v Superman Ultra Edition. Uh, Steppenwolf to come and get them and have been for some time apparently as the Amazonians and Atlanteans will each have their own. For what purpose? Only the plot knows. That was what the line says. Uh, Batman's going to get a new vehicle called the Flying Fox which can transport the entire team and also a tank-like vehicle called the Nightcrawler which can crawl up the walls. Uh, updated armor has the the, uh, the padding underneath the suit so he'll look more like the Batman we know. Uh, the Flash is going to put together his costume in the film with pieces of stolen technology, including heating tiles that is on the bottom of a space shuttle. Makes sense, but it still looks stupid. Cyborg's uh, Cy- costume is... We don't know yet. It might look okay. If they change it. The one I saw in Batman v Superman, stupid. Well, that's... A, you could what barely I read, see it. What I read is he, he makes his own suit and then Batman builds him a better one because Barry Allen is too much of a moron to do it himself. I think well, that's... We'll get, we'll get to the Allen character here in a minute here. <laughs> I already can tell you're not happy. Uh, Cyborg's 100% CGI, the costume at least. So we got Green Lantern back. Uh, Wonder Woman is the same. (laughs) Nothing there. Willem Dafoe's character is confirmed to be Vulco, an Atlantean that is Aquaman's mentor. Or is he? Or is he? Ellipses. Uh, Let's see. There's a breakdown of a scene from, uh, I'll give him credit, Gizmodo, because they were there. The site, let's see, a, a scene featuring Bruce Wayne's initial contact with Barry Allen and recruitment into the mm-hmm. Justice League. The site reports Barry Allen returns to his warehouse-sized apartment to find Bruce Wayne waiting for him and holding a photo of the Flash video we saw, a photo from the Flash video we saw in Dawn of Justice. Here's the dialogue exchange. I wish I had given you guys copies so that we could play this out. Um, damn. Is it too late to do it? Here, I'll do it in the chat window. I will let Johnny be Barry Allen. And oh, then- good. And then I'm going to be Bruce Wayne. I know what it says, and I'm... All right. 
in the chat. This is your dialogue. Jo- oh, that didn't work out. <laughs> uh, hang on one second. Right. And this this is, of course, the Ezra Miller version of yes, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can read the quotes. Uh, I will read the scene directions. All right. So there's, there's your first line. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to add it the second. This is just... Uh, this is fabulous podcasting. Let me sing the rest of the bad horse theme. You should really like, go ahead, bad horse, do it. Bad horse, bad. No, I gotta sing the second one. Actually, I. Uh, what is the second one? The second one is. Oh, he saw the operation. You tried to pull today, <laughs> but your humiliation means he still votes nay. And now assassination is just the only way. There will be blood. It might be yours. So go kill someone. Sign bad horse. All right, <laughs> we're about done here. <laughs> Uh, you're Thank gonna, you, sir. I Thank have a line. You, in between each of these, I have a line. So just kind of pause. I'm only going to read the stuff that's in the quotations. Yes. Um, and this will be the last line. There's more, but I'll I'll just read it quickly. All right, here we go. Ready? You start. Mm-hmm. Go. Well, that's a person who looks exactly <laughs> like me, but it's definitely not. <laughs> Alan replies as Batman showed him the picture. Go ahead. Hippie, long hair. Very attractive Jewish boy. He drinks milk. I don't drink milk. Uh, he jokes as Wayne starts to walk over to a red suit standing in the apartment. <clears throat> My know... special skills. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I have a line. I have a line. Excuse me. <clears throat> I know you have abilities. I just don't know what they are. My special skills include viola, web design. <laughs> Alan rambles as Wayne examines the suit and notes it's made of a very specific heat resistant material. Go. Yeah, I do very competitive ice dancing. <laughs> it doesn't this, say very. Hang on, quiet, quiet, quiet. <laughs> this this is stuff the spatial used us to prevent from burning up on re-entry. You. Very competitive ice dancing? <laughs> Question mark? Uh, just then, the film turns to slow motion as Bruce Wayne hurls one of the razor-sharp bat-logo-shaped throwing stars he used in BVS at Alan. Alan looks at it inquisitively as it passes by him in slow motion with a profound realization, grabs it out of the air, silent surprise, and then... Oh, go! Oh, good golly! You're the Batman, <laughs> and you're fast. <laughs> is that feels is Opie... like an oversimplification? <laughs> <laughs> is Opie Taylor playing the Flash in this movie, and uh, I didn't see listen, it? <laughs> listen, hang on, we're not I done. Hate this. Not done yet. I hate this. Not done yet. Uh, Bruce tells Barry he's putting together a team of people with special abilities because he believes enemies are coming. Barry immediately wants to be part of it, and Batman can't help but ask why he's agreed so quickly. Barry says, "I need friends." Just before holding up the throwing bat star, can I keep this? Ta da! Listen, barfarts, some of the stuff's okay. Barfarts. <laughs> barfarts. wanted to keep the I'm down with that. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. Right? Why would you whole... want to keep it? Uh, I mean, come on. I like the fact that he references himself as a hippie, though. A hippie, long hair. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we want from Barry Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh! Competitive ice dancing. That's different. I blame Zack Snyder everything for everything. I read, everything I read from this set visit seemed like an extreme overcorrection from Batman v Superman. They're like, guys, we really fucked up with Batman v Superman. We need to go full Marvel on this. And but they won't not- admit it. That's the biggest problem. Zack Snyder won't do an interview and say, hey, I was wrong. Whoops. 
Got it wrong. My fault. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but now nope. he's uh, – I don't want DC to go that direct – like I like Marvel just fine, but I don't want DC to make the exact same movies. Uh-huh. Like, ah. Um, uh. Okay. Before we move on from this disaster, there are more things from the visit. That scene from the rooftop also made me cringe yeah, pretty badly. We can uh, – let me find that – I had to go to a different site to find that, and it's stupid with ads and stuff like that. Um, well, here's the actual synopsis, apparently. Fueled by his restored faith in humanity, inspired by Superman's selfless act – selfless, not selfish. Uh, stupid ads. I hate websites. All right. But not AtomicGeekdom.com, right? No, I read don't. it on JoeBlow.com. Did you try JoeBlow? Yeah, I got okay. it. Uh, fueled by a selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, guys, uh, to face an even greater enemy. Together, Batman and Wonder Woman work quickly to find and recruit a team of metahumans to stand against this newly awakened threat. On paper, sounds awesome. But despite the formation of this unprecedented league of heroes, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and The Flash, it may be already too late to save the planet from an assault of catastrophic proportions. That storyline, I'm in. Yeah, it's – I'm still trying to get used to Batman forming the Justice League, which is – like uh, Batman shouldn't be forming the Justice League. He should – he's always traditionally been the one that doesn't want into the Justice League at all. Like he doesn't want to play friends with them. He helps them with it. You know, he'll help set up the Watchtower. He'll let them know when there are big missions. But he right, like officially – but like officially, he didn't. He didn't like go around and gather them up and go, "Hey guys, let's form a team." Like, but the the way the way I've always read Batman is he doesn't go around and assemble, but yet they're doing what he wants them to do. <clears throat> it's like he guides them right, in a certain he, way. Like like Johnny said, you know, I'll set up the watchtower. I'll let you know who these yeah. guys are. I'll let you know this. But at, behind the scenes, he's really running the Justice League. Yeah, it's just weird because this is like now the Justice League is Batman's idea, which is weird. But okay, that, yeah, that's the problem I'm having with it too. Like in is in it? that step in that in that whatever that description of Flash's suit, and they're like Batman builds him a better one, right? Like why? Black, well, that Flash makes sense. It this, makes. But, no, no, no. I'm I'm saying for the characters, this this to me okay. doesn't make sense. This is Batman organizing the Justice League, and Hold the on. whole point of the Justice League is that they came together because there was a big threat, right? And, so, and, and Superman helped a lot, but he's dead. Okay, but but technically, Ish. technically, the Flash created Justice League. If you go back and watch Batman v Superman, hmm. oh, time, time travel. <sighs> Uh, yes, there's a, there's this, a, this is the Avengers to me. They're doing the Avengers in yeah. Batman is Nick Fury slash Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Stark. Yeah. And, okay. and he's putting the team together, but it's, it, it defeats the purpose to me. It, you make it unique by, by having a threat and then all the heroes showing up to save the day. Right. And then right. the end of the movie is let's be a team. So there's also a rooftop scene that people got to see, uh, with JK Simmons killing it as commissioner Gordon. I heard he looks amazing is what I heard. And who doubted? He's all swole now. Yeah, well, that's not what we're talking about. It just he did well acting as Gordon. Yeah, and the description is that he looks like he was swole. We, I mean, we had that conversation already. Time looks amazing. 
Uh, the comment is that he looks like the Batman the Animated Series Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which the Batman Thank the Animated you. Series character didn't look ripped. No, but Pudgy. I don't. Yeah, his that, that whole rip thing is, I think, yeah. off topic. Yeah, exactly. Like, as far okay. as his, his portrayal of yeah. Gordon. In the scene, Gordon uses the bat signal to call Batman. Batman arrives with one woman and the Flash. Gordon hands Batman what seems like a newspaper. Apparently, scientists are being kidnapped by parademons in both Gotham City and Metropolis. And there was some lines read. So Commissioner Gordon says, how many of you are there? Batman says, not enough. Gordon says, dozens of witnesses all over Gotham. Descriptions matches suspects in the Metropolis abductions. Batman, bad guys, flying monkeys. Cyborg. Oh, Cyborg. No, stop. Stop. There's two more Batman. lines. Let me finish. Oh, fine. <laughs> Cyborg enters the scene. Wonder Woman smiles at Cyborg and acknowledgement. Cyborg, the head of Star Labs was taken tonight. Go ahead. Matt. Oh, there is more to that scene, but I, uh, Batman shouldn't make jokes. Like Bruce Wayne can make little jokes like pretending to be like this rich fop but batman shouldn't be like flying monkeys like no and batman should already know this like that's that's what happens as someone shows up and says batman i'm worried about these people being kidnapped and he says yeah i'm already on it you're wasting my time showing up here like batman just does shit he's already he's already doing it he should already know he should already have it solved really but i'll give him benefit of the doubt they need a movie so, I will too, but just oh, Batman making jokes is just an, like bat, that's Batman and Robin shit right there. Oh. Anyway, I don't continue. I don't mind the jokes, but I'm kind of like Johnny. Batman always knows what's going on. Always. I don't that mind my, jokes from other characters, problem. but from Batman, it's not right. It doesn't like, fit. I agree. If with you've you. got to nail the character, like the Flash can make jokes. Batman can't. Yo, oh yeah. There's Cyborg, no laughing in Cyborg the Cyborg and the Flash should be their only comic relief in that movie. It sounds like that's what's going to happen, is those two are like buddy-buddy. I um, hope so. Uh, I Does know. that have the part where they all run away behind Commissioner Gordon's back? That description? No, but I'm reading another yeah, yeah. description where it says Batman does not say winged monkeys. Somebody else says winged monkeys, and Batman asks in confusion, winged monkeys? Okay, that's Woman, diff- that Wonder, makes more sense. Wonder Woman clarifies by saying parademons. Okay. There must be a nest nearby. Okay. Because um, that scene, well, and then the that yes. scene ends where Commissioner Gordon turns right. around. I got I got and, more here. I got more here. Yeah, me, okay. Me, yeah. Uh, they show the coordinates of the parademons headed toward, headed, uh, the coordinates of the parademons headed, had headed towards. Batman deduces that they're gathering at an old subterranean tunnel that links Metropolis to Gotham City that was abandoned, unfinished, in the 20s. And then says, uh, Flash says, if he's coming, referring to Cyborg, we're not all going to fit into the car. I have something bigger, says Batman, referring to a new vehicle we saw called, or they saw, the people that were there, called the Nightcrawler, which figures into a massive set piece that follows the briefing. As Gordon's back is turned, Batman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg all sneak away. When he turns around, only the Flash remains. Oh, so they all just left, says the Flash? That's rude. And he gingerly steps away. Uh, When they... And they called. Okay, yeah, that's it. Okay, okay, fine. Like, I know I'm getting like I'm. I'm being a little too harsh. I mean, they are <laughs> only 31. I mean, they, but still, like when you when that is my first indication of what this movie is going to be, it does make me have some mixed emotions. <laughs> the the dialogue uh, between Barry and Bruce is different. There's a longer dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll just read it real quick, and we're going to move on. Uh, so this is the scene that we missed. Barry says, you must be looking for a person who looks exactly like me, but is definitely not me. Somebody, I don't know, hippie, long hair, a very attractive Jewish boy. 
Bruce shows him the footage, which bears Barry grabbing milk in the store. Barry says, well, he drinks milk, and I don't drink milk. Bruce says, I know you have abilities, I just don't know what they are. Barry says, my special skills include viola, web design, fluent in sign language, gorilla sign language. Okay? Bruce says, silicon-based sand coarse fabric. Abrasion-resistant, heat-resistant, so he's looking at the costume. And he said, oh, yeah, I do competitive ice dancing. Bruce says, this is used for the spaceship, blah, blah, blah. Barry commented, look, man, I don't know who you are, but whoever you're looking for, it's not me. Does the battering thing. Barry says, you're Batman, blah, blah, blah. I'm putting together a team with special abilities. You you see, I think enemies are coming. Stop right there. I'm in. Bruce, you are just like that. Barry, uh, yeah, I need friends. Bruce says, great. And can I keep this? Why does, why, why does Barry need friends? I don't know. They're uh, trying too hard. This movie's trying too damn hard. We all have a right to be upset. <laughs> Seriously. Man of Steel let us down. Batman v no, Superman it did. No, really, stop. really right let there. us down. Man of Steel was amazing. Whoa. <laughs> Man of Steel is great. There's an argument to be had that it wasn't amazing. Yeah, well, that argument is very wrong. All right, <laughs> let's, all right. move on. Well, let's, let's, let's Let's look at it critically then, right? It got, what, a 50-something percent? That's not good. Well, I'm not going to go with critics, but I'm going to go with Matt on this one because I am a big Man of Steel fan. Okay, mm-hmm. okay we're going to move on uh, to the company that's doing it right, Marvel. That's also debatable, but yeah, whatever. You're right. you're right. Technically, this is Sony slash Marvel, but with more of a Marvel hint. Uh, more people added to the Spider-Man cast, Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm sorry, Spider-Man colon Homecoming. Uh, as that is yeah, is hev- heavy into production right now, we're going to get lots of casting news. I, it would probably slow down now because we're getting a lot of news. Yeah. Uh, we had previously found out that Donald Glover, Martin Starr, Michael Barbary, Laura Harrier, Tony Revol... I hate names. I just hate them. Uh, <laughs> we've added some more people. Michael Mondo uh, from Better Call Saul. If you go back and listen, Jenny and... Patrick got an interview with him at the Better Call Saul red carpet event, so you can listen to him talk about not Spider-Man, because he wasn't in it yet. And then Fargo actor, actor Bakeem Woodbine is joining as well. Probably a, a bad guy is what they're saying. Um, and Michael Mont- Mando is typically a bad guy too, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, also joining the cast is Hannibal Burris, stand-up comedian. Again, probably mm. not a big role. Probably just a real quick... Oh, uh, yeah, something, probably. Something funny, which... Marvel does a lot of stand-up comedians in their show, in their show, uh, especially Agent Carter. One of the Sklar brothers was on an episode or two, and there's a lot of comedians that end up on that show that do very well. Um, Patton Oswalt was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a long time. Uh, yep. He did very well there, too, and he's a great comedian. And um, So, yeah, so that's some more Spider-Man casting news. That movie, again, is, is ramping up production since it's due out a month or a year from July. So, Hannibal is going to be he's, that guy who screams at Spider-Man when Spider-Man swings right in front of his car and he has to hit the brakes. Like, ah! you jackass! Oh, that should be like a high-pitched womanly scream. Uh, there's oh. gonna be, uh, I think it's going to be more than that. Hannibal Burris is a funny dude. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't think it's going to be a starring role. It. It's not going to be a starring role, I agree. And it's no. not going to be that short. It'll, It'll be, be a, can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. And it's a, it's a young cast, which is cool. Uh, they got the kid from... Uh, shoot, I forgot his name already. Um, let me try to find it. That kid from the uh, bu- 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 the Grand Budapest Hotel. No, but there's that one too. Um, let me find him. Uh, shoot, I should have had it. Abraham Ada, uh, from uh, Beasts of No Nation. <coughs> Very good child, uh, kid actor. He's only fourteen. Fantastic oh. movie. If anybody's never watched it, from Ghana, Beasts of No Nation. Yeah, good movie. 
Never seen How that. awesome would it be to get a Bruce Campbell cameo? <laughs> not awesome at all. Oh, not awesome to have a little the, cameo of Who's Bruce the hater now? Well, no, I just, I don't want it to tie back to those other films. Well, I agree with you. I, I, that's a good a point. character in those movies. I kind of I, I agree, I kinda agree with Matt, though. I agree with Matt. Separate yourself. See, you Tom, you're okay. right on, All right. Tom. Yeah. All right, we got one more thing of news that's going to probably eat up a lot of time, but... Uh, we got uh, Entertainment Weekly had a big Rogue One thing going on, uh, which they yeah, had some. Cool... I didn't read anything from that. Holy oh, moly! There you go. Yeah, it was. Huge. You're about to school me. You're yeah. about to school. Some cool stuff got released, uh, including character details. Uh, some cool pictures of Death Troopers. Uh, those are the guys with the black shiny armor that look awesome on the beachfront. Uh, they're very cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can find the story here. Uh, so we got. Uh, some character information about uh, pretty much all of the characters. So let's run through some of this stuff here. Um, well, they also confirmed, which we knew, that Darth Vader was already in the movie. Uh, and he'll he'll be voiced by um, James Earl Jones again, which is cool. Thank you. Yeah, oh, I was going to say. I yeah. don't think it's going to be a long role again. It's probably going to, you're going to see Probably him. not. He's going to talk. I'm sure he's going to run into one of our heroes here. Uh, or one of our villains. Yep. I hope when James Earl Jones dies, he's still voiced by James Earl Jones. He's got enough work out there in the world that they can digitally piece together the words they need. <laughs> right. If they, keep, if they keep the character alive, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. No, it won't. I can tell you what it won't be. It won't be Hayden Christensen as Darth, Darth Vader. Oh, uh, yeah, darn. Oh, uh, in fact, man, that was hurt. I'm, I'm still hurt. In fact, Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy went on to say he will be in the movie sparingly, but at a key strategic moment, he's going to loom large. Makes sense. That's true. He's going to be hey, the movie. The movie does end ten minutes before <laughs> right. A New Hope starts, so he's got to so. be a key figure in this thing called the yeah. Empire. Yeah. Um, within the if, room- he just, if he just shows on screen and goes, "Hey guys, here's the credits." That's all I need to see. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Gareth, Gareth Edwards, the director, said of Vader's presence, uh, within the rebellion, it's not commonly spoken about. Within the Empire, there is the culture of knowing of the existence of Darth Vader. There's definitely an underlying feeling that there's a power, a dark power, available to the Empire, and that if you overstep your mark, you will suffer the consequences. Sure. Because technically, uh, you know, between episode three and four, people, you know, he builds a reputation, but between episode three and this movie, maybe he doesn't have a big reputation. I don't know, because, like, I feel – I read a tweet the other day that made a lot of sense to me where somebody said we never saw a Vader Prime movie. He went from, like, Vader Origins to, like, Vader the End, and <laughs> right. you never saw I anything agree. in – it's like, oh, now – and as soon as I read that, I'm like, damn, now I really want that movie. <laughs> like, where I he learns. really want, like, a Vader – Oh, you know what? Like, you, sh- you should read the books. The comic books are that – are exactly that. Well, oh, actually, yeah. no. It's it's right after New Hope. It's in between Empire and New Hope. Ah, uh, but still. he's still, he's still pretty pretty awesome. Are those canon? Are they, are we going with those or what? Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, the those are ones? canon now. Yeah, the new ones are the Marvel yeah. ones. Yeah, uh, we got some character details. So let's go through some of these characters, and I'll let you know who's playing who since the names are pretty pretty weird. Uh, Felicity Jones is the main character. That's Jen Urso. Uh, she's got a checkered past. She's been detained by the rebellion and is being given an opportunity to be useful. And by being useful, it may commute her sentence. Yeah, bad girls, bad girls. Okay, that's creepy. Uh, Diego Luna 
Uh, that's fun to say. If you watch the Will Ferrell uh, comedy special from HBO where he's George Bush the entire episode and he's doing stand-up uh, essentially as George Bush, it's amazing. Mm. He says Diego Luna like three times and it's awesome. Uh, Diego Luna is Captain Cassian, Cassian Andor, who is described by as a by-the-book rebel intelligence offer, officer who is committed, steady, and practical and has seen more than his share of combat. He conveys a fair amount of experience and the reality of what it's like to do this every day to try to figure out how to resist the Empire effectively and intelligently. So he's going to be a dick. No, I see him as, like, just a character that's by the book, and he's trying to figure things out. As far as, as the main character wants to go, he's going to be a dick. I think he, no, he's going to be the one that's trying to keep the, the this wild card in check, is what it is. Uh, he's a captain, too, so. Uh, Donnie Yen's Chirrut, uh, Chirrut Imwi is perhaps the most interesting new addition, apparently. Uh, he's not actually a Jedi, but a man devoted to their ways, who has used his spiritual beliefs to overcome his own physical handicap of blindness. He falls hmm. into the category of being a warrior monk. He very much believes in everything the Jedi were about. That's pretty cool. Um, next, we have Jian Wen's Baze Malbus. That is a cool Star Wars name. That is. Who is described as heavily armored and a loyal friend of Chi Rut, while Riz Ahmed's Bodhi Rook is the lead pilot of the group described as hot headed. And then we have Alan Tudyk's motion capture character, K2SO is described as the antithesis of C-3PO. K2 is a little bit like Chewbacca's personality in a droid's body. He doesn't give a damn about what you think. He doesn't fully check himself before he says anything and does things without thinking about it. He just speaks the truth. I, that's, inter- that's interesting. That's a cool I like droid. that. I like the school, I, cool, I, yeah, cool I like droid. that. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character, Galen Urso. You might recognize that last name because he's the estranged father of Jen Urso, our main character. Mm. He's described as the Star Wars version of the father of nuclear weapons, J. Robert Oppenheimer, and the kind of scientist that both the Rebellion and Empire are eager to use to their advantage. He's one of those people that has insight into, you know, specific aspects of just how the universe works. Um... They haven't revealed his costume yet. I don't know if that, why that makes a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Ben Mendelsohn's director, Orson Krennic, is the primary villain of the film, who we now know is the leader of the Death Troopers. Um, he's hoping to squash the rebels with his soldiers to gain favor with the Emperor, all while avoiding the wrath of Darth Vader. The bad guy is a lot more terrifying when he's really smart and really effective. There's a lot mm-hmm. of palace intrigue going on in the Empire, with people conspiring to move up the ranks and sabotaging each other. There's not a lot of loyalty there. Finally, speaking of canon, Boris Whitaker's character. At the time of this article, his name had not been revealed, but Star Wars fans were going to immediately recognize him. Now, when they say Star Wars fans, they mean Star Wars Clone Wars fans. You would have uh-huh. had to have watched that show to know who his character is. His character is Guerrera. Uh, Saw Guerrera. Sorry. Uh, I watched Clone Wars, and I vaguely remember this character, but he's obviously much older and very grizzled and, you know, disheveled. Oh, yeah, he's the one that they were like, how come in the trailer he has no hair, and in this picture they just released he has hair? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Clone Wars series, he fought alongside Anakin uh, on the planet Onderon, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Consider him kind of a battered veteran who leads a band of rebel extremists. He's on the fringe of the Rebel Alliance. Even they are a little concerned about him. He's off on his own. 
So he's not really a rebel, but he's uh, he's had some experience there, and he's he knows Anakin. So that's kind of cool. Uh, mm. We'll see how that plays into it, if at all. I, I think it's kind of cool they, they they pulled the character from Clone Wars, even if you don't know who the character is. I think it's still cool um, that they're recognizing a character, maybe not one of the coolest characters or one that you know fans really wanted to see, like Ahsoka Tano. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that would be a character I would love to see, but I have a feeling she is long dead by the time this starts up. Uh, uh, just from watching Star Wars it's, Rebels. It's, it's great to bring a character for backstory for those people who do know. I mean, yeah, really. Yeah, it's a, it's an Easter egg deal. Uh, yeah. Just like when you watch Marvel movies or DC movies or the shows, it's, it's a cool little Easter egg. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything you guys want to talk about with Rogue One before we move on to just having some fun? I mean, mm. No. Looking forward to it, although this movie's got a lot to prove to me in terms of like I was still a little teeny bit skeptical of the extra Star Wars movies we're going to be getting, but it looks good to me. So cool. Yeah. Uh, mm, let's see, Johnny, you saw the movie The Shallows. I did. I saw it tonight. Without spoiling it, what'd you think? I thought it was excellent. Oh, um, yeah, I was very surprised. I thought it was just going to be a mediocre. Shark movie. Mm-hmm. I love shark movies. Like that's that's one of hey, my hey. favorite genres. Hey buddy, buddy, Shark Week. Yeah. Shark Week. Mo- shark S- Week Sunday. starts. <laughs> Sunday. Shark Week starts. That is correct. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> go ahead. I, I love I love any shark movie. I mean, I don't like the stupid sci-fi ones like Sharknado and Sharktopus and all that crap. But <laughs> right. you know, like open water, um even Deep Blue Sea I like because the sharks are in it, although I don't like the whole you know, the the whole thing where they make the sharks smarter. Right. Um, so anyway, I love shark movies and I expected this to just be okay, but I was really surprised. Blake Lively was amazing. I really like, like her. I, I've seen her in a couple of things and I thought she was okay, but this movie, she kills it. Like she, like, I would see the movie again just for her because she was so good in this movie. Wow. Did you see, yeah. did you see 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yes. Is the acting on par with that? Yeah. Yeah. I'd okay. say it was. Yeah. That for me right now, the acting in that movie was probably the best I've seen so far this year. Now, um, I guess I, I guess I feel like I don't want to oversell it. Okay. She was great. Okay. She was she was super great, and and <laughs> maybe part of it is that I was so taken by surprise. Sure. Because I know that she's done some stuff. Um, I've only seen her in a couple of things, and like I said, the the things I saw her in, she was like especially Green Lantern. It was just. Bleh. It doesn't matter. Like, her character wasn't important in any way. Right. Plus, it, you can't blame the actress for that movie. Right. But I I do kind of. A little. <laughs> okay. I don't blame her for the movie, but I blame her for the blandness of the character. All right. Partially. Her and the writers. Anyway, I wasn't thrilled with her portrayal in, in a couple of different movies I've seen her in. But this movie, I mean, I was shocked. Um, she was so great. And the shark was awesome. Um, the reason... For the attack is explained. I mean, it's not just a shoehorned in like, hey, we're going to do, you know, boo, how did the shark get here? Right. It's, I mean, there's an explanation for it. It makes sense. The trailers don't give everything away, which is something I was afraid was going to happen when I saw the oh, trailers. Yeah. I felt like I saw the whole movie, but you don't. Like, there's a lot more to it than than just, you know, than just what you see. In fact, as I was watching it, I felt like I was watching a shark attack version of 127 hours. Oh, Interesting. Which which I also loved, and James Franco was great. And, I mean, a lot was riding on Blake Lively uh, because it was her movie, and it was just her for a long time. Yeah, right. So, man, I, 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 I can't speak highly enough about it. I was very surprised. I would go see it again for sure. 
Cool. I had a really good time. And it scared the crap out of me twice. Wow. Two times it got huh? me. And I don't get got normally. <laughs> get got. Uh, I did, yeah, I don't. Uh, I saw I saw an Independence Day double feature tonight. Um, uh, again, I'm looking forward to seeing The Shadows, by the way. I don't mean to just rush over that. Okay. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to that movie. Uh, I saw, yeah, the double feature. We saw the first one, and then the second one was right after, uh, or half hour mm-hmm. in between. And uh, no spoilers. It's an enjoyable, entertaining movie. I It was slow. It kind of throw you all over the place. It's it, it, They whip you around a lot at d- different locations and different characters. And finally, when you get settled in, you're like, okay, this is our group type of deal. It's mm-hmm. It's like... You know, there's maybe 45 minutes left um, when you're kind of like, oh, I like this guy or I, I, I hope this person survives or that kind of deal. Wow. Um, it was interesting how they brought uh, what's his name from Star Trek back, because when you watch the first one, he Brent could, Spiner. Yeah. Brent Spiner is pretty much dead when you watch <laughs> the first one. He's laying there with his eyes open and there's no sign of life at all. Uh, I could really he's in a coma as this as this movie starts. And he mm-hmm. has been since that moment. Oh, um, the the Hems. I'll say this: you really miss the Will. Maybe if you don't even like Will Smith, you miss the Will Smith character. Uh, because there's there's some fun that's missing, and they try to fix it with you know, uh, Jeff Goldblum doing Jeff Goldblum things, and with uh Hemsworth character actually less so than the Dylan character, uh, Will Smith's character's son, all grown up. Yep. Yeah. Um. But uh, it was it was good. I actually, when I rewatched the first one, I felt myself getting all sad when the president's wife dies and the little girl's there. Like I'm like, oh man, this is really making me get some feels here. What's happening? I don't remember this being this way the last time I saw this movie. Uh, but it, it hit me, and there was no moment like that in this movie. Even though there's plenty of let's say sacrifices in this movie. Hmm. Uh, some some interesting choices made and cool mm-hmm. cool new characters. Uh, some very very uh, obvious comic relief characters that were a little over the top, but I enjoyed it. I I would see it again. I'll Do you it. miss Randy Quaid at all in Not this movie? Are you are you like man? I really wish Randy Quaid hadn't died in there's, that first. There's a smarter <laughs> bumbling version of him. Uh, <laughs> it's the same bumbling character that still uh, kind of sh- gets a moment to shine. Did uh, they leave room? Did they leave room for a third one? Because I had read that Roland Emmerich was making two sequels, not just the one. They there's no credit sequence. Uh, credit scene, but yes, there's okay. there. It's open, kind of the same, uh, more so than the last one, than the first one. Oh, okay. It's more okay. so open. Uh, what's cool is the the battle scenes are a lot different. It's not just you know flying around and stuff. There's mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. land fighting. It's pretty cool. Uh, it, they do some pretty cool kind of you know like you know marine black ops style. Fighting, yeah, yeah. Uh, which gets kind of cool, but. All right, so before we do some fun things, I do want to say uh, over the week we lost Anton Yelchin, uh, very tragically. Uh, Terrible. Oh, yeah. The actor Anton Yelchin. Yeah, and I kind of wanted, kind of wanted to go around the room because I think he's a, he was a great actor. Um, what is your favorite Anton Yelchin movie? Um, I really liked him in the um, that remake of Fright Night. Damn it, you took mine. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> should have let me go first. Uh, yeah. yeah, I loved him in that movie. Yeah, that's a good remake. Mm-hmm. 
And thankfully, I have a backup. All right, Tom. I'm going to stick with Star Wars. His portrayal. He's not in, he's not in Star Wars. Star Trek. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're going to get so much hate, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. No. All right. So yeah, check off. Yeah. Cool. All right. Is there a particular Star Trek you like better than the other one, or? Uh, I like the first one. The second one was not good to me. No. Oh, all right. You gonna see the third one? I will. Okay. I like the white the white face girl. She looks good. I like. <laughs> I'm inter- I'm interested in her character. An intriguing character. Yes. 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 All yeah. Right. All right. What about you, Matt? Um, uh, I'm gonna buddy up with Tom on this one. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he does it good was good. Job. I really liked him in that. I I've been meaning to watch that other one he was in. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Odd Thomas, but oh, sure, um, yeah. It's been on my list to watch, and I just kind of haven't gotten around to it yet. But I heard it's not bad. So yeah, yeah, I saw it. It's okay. And you know what? The very first thing I saw him in though was uh, Hearts in Atlantis with sure. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's good in Charlie Bartlett. Um, that's another decent movie with him. He. The movie sucks, but he's good as Kyle Reese in Terminator Salvation. Um, that's all I'll say yeah. about that. Uh, the movie sucks, though. Uh, he he plays clumsy Smurf in the Smurfs Ooh, movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll go with, since I, I won't pick uh, the, the Fright Night remake, he's really good, and I like this movie a lot, Alpha Dog. He plays, yes. He plays the, the, it's a true story, he plays the kid that gets uh, kidnapped. And he does, he does a good job with that. Great cast in that movie. Good movie. Great cast. Love that movie. Uh, if you've never seen Alpha Dog, go check that out. Uh, all right, so let's move on to something fun. I got, you know, last week we did some cool questions. Uh, I would be interested to see what Matt would choose for some of those questions, but we're not going to rehash them now because we have very little time. Uh-huh. Uh, so we have three questions, and I'm going to let Matt choose from option A, B, or C. You don't get to hear the question first. You have to just choose A, B, or C. Uh, B. B. All right. So the question is for the panel, and you'll get a moment to think about it after I say it. You are in a horror movie uh-huh. with you and your friends. Which horror monster slash villain do you want chasing you? Do I want chasing me? No, yes. no, no, none of them. Shut up. You have to <laughs> choose one. <laughs> I did choose one. Uh, yeah, so basically, if you had to be in a horror movie, which horror movie would you want to be in? Or which horror franchise would you want to be in? So I'll let you guys ponder that while I talk about Audible.com. If you like podcasts, which you're listening to us ramble about garbage and crazy things, uh, you must like listening to people talk to you while you commute or work out or do things around the house. And if that's the case, why not listen to somebody read a book to you? There's plenty of good books out there. Go to audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom. The first book's on us. First 30 days are on us. Go pick out a good book, listen to it, uh, and then you get another one the next month, and you keep all those that you get. You don't have to give them back. It's not a streaming service or a rental service. You keep them as you go along. So audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom is the website. Go there, help us out, and here's some good books being read to you. And I start with Johnny. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of have two choices. Okay. Yeah. The, the first one would be, um, start with one uh, and we'll come back to you. Okay. Uh, the, the first one is the, um, oh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Chainsaw Massacre guy. The, 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 his... the villain you mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. I mean, he's so freaking slow. Leatherface. Yeah, Leatherface. Yeah. yeah, that's who he is. He's so slow. I mean, he's got a chainsaw. You should hear him coming. No chainsaw starts up every time on the first try. So, <laughs> so the, the, I I feel like to get away from him would be the easiest thing to do. Okay. All right. Uh, Tom. I'm gonna go with Mike Myers because same thing. Dude is so slow. Just lumbers around. I could cut him down if I want to, but oh, you guys are really taking the fun out of this. All right, <laughs> Matt. Um, boy, there's really no good answer to this. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, uh, the slow zombies. Yeah, yeah. That was gonna be my number two. Yeah, they're really slow. I feel like, they're I feel really... like the problem is we're being too smart about this. Yeah, you're really not having yeah. – you're taking all the fun out of it. <laughs> uh, I, fine, I'll have fun with it. I would be in the Scream franchise because those kids are all so cool and they die oh. pretty pretty easily. And I feel like I could get away because those people are dumb. And I would use them as as fodder for the bad guy. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. Fair enough. I mean, that's a deceitful act, but yeah, right. And, well, right I mean, on. there's some there's some attractive ladies in those two movies. Uh, so I well, that's like... what I was gonna say about the uh, about Mike Myers and Leatherface is that if you're an, if you're an attractive woman with a large bust, like you don't stand a chance. You got to pick someone else because nope. for some reason nope. they always die. Yeah, right. Always. That's good. Uh, that, that's gonna drag you down. There, clearly, because that's the only thing that's gonna drag you down. Because these guys are slow. So it's got to be the bust. All right, all right. So we'll 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 we got two other ones, and I've got more to think of uh, for for these types of questions, and hopefully we'll have more time to do more of them next week. But the other two options, A and C, were: what villain would you want to go have a drink with? Mm. Uh, villain from anything, and then what is your what would be your uh, fictional vehicle of choice if you had to choose one? So we'll save ah, the, we'll save the, we'll save those for another show. Um, okay. And that'll kind of give people on Twitter a chance to answer some of those as well. You can also answer this one: which horror franchise would you and your friends would like? Would you like to be stuck in with your friends? Whether you, it's because you can survive it or because it would be a cool way to go <laughs> to die, I guess. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Atomicikdom and let us know. Uh, Tom, you're on Twitter, right? I think I still am. He has a username on Twitter, at least. It's at skid, skids underscore world. One of these days, when he gets a new phone, maybe he'll be on it more often. I know, right? This phone <laughs> sucks. Uh, the, the Two Broke Geeks had a new episode this week. Matt, what did you guys talk about? We talked mostly about video games and bad horror movies. Awesome. You can find that at twobrokegeeks.com on iTunes as well. Uh, or just head over to Tom Geekdom, and it's on the front page. If you scroll down a little bit, you can see it there as well. Uh, you guys are on Twitter. What is it? 2BG Pod. There it is. And Johnny, Just Two Pals released an episode on Wednesday, yesterday. Yes, we did. And what did you guys talk about? Uh, it was a catch-up because the other episodes that uh, were uploaded had all been pre-recorded. So now that we're going to be on a weekly schedule here, we wanted to play catch-up over the last week and a half. So a little bit of uh, news. Mostly mostly movie news, I'd say. Big smorgasbord. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, starting next week, um, we're they're going to be coming out on Mondays. Cool. All um, right. So yay. 
<laughs> yes, yay indeed. And you guys are also on Twitter. You guys can be found at? At Just Two Pals. Just Two Pals. There you go. And they'll be on iTunes very soon. Uh, we will let you know, of course, on both at Atomic Geekdom and at Just Two Pals as well. When you can subscribe and it'll be easily readily there for you to download all by itself. You won't have to do a single damn thing. Uh, damn. Uh, one last bit of news. The Batman v Superman Ultimate Blu-ray Edition is 100 gigabytes. Huh? It's a 100 gigabyte 4K disc. Or if you get the 4K one, yeah. yeah 100 gigabytes, guys. <laughs> That's, That's, That's awesome. going to be nothing here pretty soon. Right. I mean, well, uh, movies are going to be so huge, and well, they're, they're going to need to be so big in order to look good on those TVs. A terabyte to get onto one disc. Anyway, also, if you want, I haven't checked it out yet, but they released the new Ghostbusters theme song done by Fall Out Boy featuring Missy Elliott. Don't do it. I did check it out. <laughs> I haven't checked it out yet, but it's out there. So my daughter actually told me. She said, "Daddy, I'm. I think I want to see this movie. I wanted to slap her in the face. I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to hold it back, but I want to slap you in the face. <laughs> Boy, the theme song is stupid. The theme song. Is- if I did, if I did, if I didn't care about being sued, I would play it as we went out. But I'm not going to do that. So you guys can check it out on YouTube or iTunes or whatever. It's out there, so you can listen to it uh, on YouTube for free. All right, guys, that's the show this week. We will see you next week. <laughs>